Today's shir in Yerushalmi Sanhedrin is dedicated to the memory of Pesach Gershon ben Yisrael Fish, Oliver Shalom, and for a Rufu Shalema for Yosef Yisrael ben Zelda, Pesoch Shar Chole Yisrael. We are beginning in the Ozvahadar edition on Davchof Aleph Amad Aleph, five lines from the top, with the word Tiev, the second word on the line. In the Vilna edition, it is on Daftez Zayin Amid Beis. Today's Gemara is discussing Shmita Bizman in the time when there was no Beis Amigdash, Shviyas is only Midrabanan. And the Gemara wants to know, since in the time of the Xera of the government, of the Ma'ansin, those who forced the Jews to watch their Perishviyas, to plow, to seed, to reap the payers so that they could give a tax. So they exempted them from doing work, from plowing on the fields during Shemitah. Now that there is no longer exera because of taxes, does the Isser of the Rabbanon of Shemitah Bismanazet, does it bounce back? Does it come back that now there will be an Isser, even though there was once a Heter to plow during Shemitah? That's our Gemara's discussion today. Tia, if someone plowed bismanazen in this time, now that they're shmitamid rabbon and mahu, what is the halacha? Are they allowed to plow or are they not allowed to plow? We have a machlokus between Rabbi Yirmiya and Rabbi Yaisi. Rabbi Yirmiya is mekel and Rabbi Yaisi is machmer. Rabbi Yirmiya is sovereign maimer. Rabbi Yirmiya is believed to say, batal hadin betelog zerta. There are various pshatim here. We're going to go with the second pshat in the Korban Eida, Divri Amaschel Batal Hadin, approximately 10 lines down in the short lines, Batal Hadin Kloimar, Over Ha'aynes, the Din here refers to the period when the government was forcing the Jews to grow grain, to pay the taxes. But now in our time, we're Over Ha'aynes, there is no longer this Din, a philohachi, we would think that the Xerah would bounce back, that now there would be an Isra to plow. A philohachi, but look, Xerah's Chachamim. The Xerah of the Chachamim, of not plowing during Shemitah, is Manazeh, is Batl. It's nullified. Why? Kivenshin is Batl Pam Echad. Since the Xerah was nullified one time because of the people who were forcing the Jews to grow during Shriyas. Shaharehi tiru lachresh, they allowed them to plow. Botlolioilam, once that is permitted, then it's bottle, the gzair of the chacham is bottle forever because of the one-time dispensation to plow in that period when the goyim forced us to grow grain during the Shemitah year. That's the sheet of Rabbi Yirmiya. Let's see his words inside again. Rabbi Yirmiya Sofer Mamer, Batladin, even though the din of the Goyim to force the Jews is no longer here, Afilohachi, that's what the Korbanator adds that word, Afilohachi, Betel Gzerta. We would think the Gzerah of the Chachamim would bounce back. We would once again have Gzerah not to plow during Shemitah, and we say no. Even though the din of the goyim is bottled, the gzera does not come back. Once the gzera was bottled, it remains bottled. That's the sheet of Rabbi Yirmi. Rabbi Yaisi Yaisi's opinion is the gzera remains intact. Until another bezdin gets up 
and is mevatel that gzera. And that never happened, that they were mevatel the gzera, that another Bezdin was mevatel. The Bezdin gave a dispensation due to mitigating circumstances. They said that since there's a pressure on the Jews, it was a question of pekuach nefesh, they could have gotten killed if they wouldn't have paid the taxes. So therefore, the Rabbani gave a dispensation that there's no Isser to plow during the Shemitah year. But they did not nullify the Gzeir itself. And therefore, Rabbi Yosef's opinion is to be Machmer, Lo'oilam Gzeir M'Koyma, the Gzeir of not plowing remains, Ad Sheyamak Beznat until another Bezin rises and is Mivatl. As long as another Bezin has not been Mivatl, the Gzeir of the first Bezin, it remains intact, and Bezman Mirabonon, it is usher to plow, although there was a one-time dispensation. And the same machloikis that we have here between Rabbi Yossi and Rabbi Yirmiya, the Rabbi Yirmiya is Mekel, and Rabbi Yossi, Le'inian Shriyas, is Machmer, we're going to learn in the next Gemara, Negea Shmita, the same thing, that Rabbi Yirmiya was Mekel in a certain halacha, and Rabbi Yossi was Machmer. Says the Gemara, the Kavasa, and similar to what we just learned, is another halacha, the Indian Shmita, where Rabbi Yossi is the Machman, Rabbi Yirmi is the Megal. When can a owner of a field be Zoha to his own Paris and Shmita? In other words, he is no worse than anybody else who can come into his field, which is Hefker, and take the Paris. The question is, when can the owner himself be Zoha in the fruits of his field during Shmita? We have a Machlaik, is Rabbi Yirmi and Rabbi Yossi. Rabbi Yirmiya Savar Meimar, Rabbi Yirmiya's opinion was Mishiyit Nemlatar Once he puts it into his Kalim, he is Kona to pay Rishviyas that are in his field. Rabbi Yaisi Savar, Rabbi Yaisi says, no, Savar Meimar, Afilu, Nesunim Batar Kalim, even if they are put in his Kalim, Loizacha, he does not now own these fruits. Why? He thinks these fruits are mine anyway. I'm the owner of the field. The less in the day, they're really not his. He has to make a Kenyan. The Machna Ephraim here has a beautiful pshat in the Machlokas between Rabbi Yirmi and Rabbi Yaisi. We have in the Gemara above Metziah, in the Bavli, the Fyudam at Beis, a Machlokas, what is the power of a person's chatzer? We have a rule, a person's chatzur is kona for him without his knowledge. Normally, you need kavana to be kona. For example, if a person does hagba, he picks up the object, it's only kona for him if he has in mind, das liknes, he has in mind to be kona this object. Chatzur, at least according to one opinion, is different. Chatzur is kona shalomidata. Why? The Gemara there explains, because chatzur is mitam shlichas. That man the Yomar holds that a chatzur is like a shlich, a messenger for you. And therefore, just like a messenger can be kona for you, even without your knowledge, so you had no das liknos, you didn't have in mind to be kona, but the messenger can be kona for you, so too the chatzur is like a shlich, and the chatzur is kona for you, even though you didn't have any das liknos. A keli, a person's vessel has a din of a chotzer. And therefore, once he puts into his keli, even though he didn't have das, because he thinks, what do I have to have das to be kind? It's mine anyway. 
and he's wrong, it's not considered his. He has to have the Asaliknos, but that's only if he would be making a Kenyan of Hagbah, for example. But here, where it's a Kenyan of Chatzar, and Chatzar is Mishum Shlichus, just like a Shlich can be kind of for him without his knowledge, so too the Chatzar, the Kehli, can be kind of for him without his knowledge. However, Rabbi Yossi disagrees. Rabbi Yossi says that Chatzar is Mishum Yad. Chatzar, there's a different way that Chatzar is kind of, not as the Din of Shlichus, but it's like an outstretched arm of the owner. And therefore, just like by Hagbo, the owner has to have Kavana to be Kona, so too, by Chatzar, he has to have Kavana, that his Chatzar is being kind of for him, because it's like his outstretched hand. And Rabbi Yaisi says that here he doesn't have Kavana to be Kona, because he thinks he doesn't need to have Kavana, because it's his anyway, and he's making a mistake. Sover Dinandide thinks that these fruits are his. Velesinandide, they're not his. And he does have to have Kavana, and he doesn't have Kavana, therefore he is not Zoshua when he puts it into his Caleb. So just like in the previous Machlokis, Rabbi Yirmi was Mekel, Rabbi Yirmi was Machmer, here too Rabbi Yirmi is Mekel, the Caleb Markoina, without his Das, because Chatzus Mishum Shlichas, and according to Rabbi Yaisi, the Caleb are not Koina without his Das, because Chatzus Mishum Yad, he has to have Kavana to be Koina, and he doesn't have Kavana to be Koina, so he's not Koina when he puts it into his Caleb. The Gemara now returns to the Chofam Abbas, where we discuss that there are three cardinal of Eruz, Shvichas Dom, Avarizor, and Gilearais, that a person has to be Yarag Val Yavar, he has to let himself be killed and not transgress the Avera. However, by all other Averas, we have the rule of Vachai Bohem, Vlai that a person should live with the Torah, and therefore the din is Yavor Val Yarg, he should do the Avera and not get killed. However, if the Avera is being done before Hesse in public in front of 10 people, then the halacha, even by other Averas, is Yarek Val Yavr. But there was one provision for this, and that's only if the Goy wants the Jew to transgress his religion. However, if the Goy is just doing it for his own pleasure, then even though it's in public by other Averas, the halacha is Yavr Val Yahorek, he should do the Avera. We're going to have two examples of this where it was done for the Goy's pleasure. And therefore, the din by other Averis, even though it was done before Hesia in public, the din was Yavor Val Yehorik, the Psak of the Bezdin was they should do the Avera and not get killed. Rav Mona, Rav Mona is going to Paskin, Kad all Proikla Bitsi Pairi, Pairi, he Paskin, when Proikla, he, he was, as we'll see in the Corbinada, a Roman officer, a general, he came in with his troops. And he wanted to eat bread on Shabbos. And Rav Mona Paskin, Mafka Nachtumaya Bishuka, that the bakers of Tsipori should sell their bread in the marketplace. Even though they were bringing out their bread to the Rishus Harabin, as the Israelites saw, but yet it was for the pleasure of the Goy, and therefore there was no din of Yargval Yavr. Rabbanan de Nave, Rabbanan of a place called Nave, or according to the Girsa of the Corbinade, Rabbanan de Tamon, which means the Rabbanan of Bovel, Hairude Paskin, Mefi Chamia Bepisha, that the Jews were allowed to bake chametz on Pesach to supply the troops. Let us see the Corbinade inside in the second wide line at the end. 
This was an officer who was appointed by the king and his troops, his army. Hairi, so Ravmana Paskin, Shanachtumim, the bakers, Yimkuru Paspeshuk, Biyoyma Shabbos. They should sell their bread in the marketplace on Shabbos, even though they were transgressing the Shabbos. Hachi Garcia, and this is the gears that the Corbinator had, Rabbanan the Tamman, the Rabbanan of over there, because here it's Talmud Yerushalmi, so the Rabbanan of Bavla referred to Tamman of over there, Hoiri de Paskin, Chachamish of Bavla, Hoiru, laugh with Chametz on Pesach, to bake Chametz on Pesach, Lachayo Shalamelech, for the army of the king. Vitamayu, and the reason of the Chachama was Kedil, like we learned on Chafam Abayz, Shehoya Sakonis Nefashis, was Kuch Nefesh, Vadover in this thing, Vahamelech Lekivin El Anasek, but the Melech did not want the Jews to transgress their religion. It was only for his own pleasure to eat the bread on Pesach, and therefore the Jews were allowed to bake Chametz on Pesach. The Gemara now is going to explain a Pasuk in Kehelis, Perikhes Pasuk Bayz. And this has to do, according to the gears of the Korban Eida, with Hanania Mishol Vazaria. We know that Nebuchadnezzar asked Hanania Mishol Vazaria to bow down to his Avodah They refused. They were thrown into a Kifshina Eish, a furnace of fire, and miraculously they were saved. And Gomorrah tells us what Hanania Mishol Vazaria said to Nebuchadnezzar concerning their refusal to listen to his zero. So the Gemara is going to explain, related to this, the Pasuk in Kehelis. The full Pasuk we can see on the side in the Torah or HaSholem. Ani, in Ois Aleph, Ani Pi Melech Shmar. I'm going to keep, I'm going to guard the words of the king. Valdibra Shua Salikim, and the utterance of the Shua of Hashem. So now, each part of the Pasuk is explained. Now, the simple pshat in Ani Pimel Shmar is, like we have a concept of Dina de Machus Dina, that the Allah of the country you have to keep, as long as it's not against your religion, as we've learned before, whenever Yarg Vayavr applies. But in general, a law concerning taxes, for example, that you would listen to the Xayra uh, of the king. But Rabbi Yossi Barbun is going to explain it in a different way. Amar Rabbi Yossi Barbun, Ani Pi Melech Shmor, who does that refer to? To the Melech Malchem Lachem, Ani Pi Melech Malchem Lachem Eshmor. I'm going to keep the word of Hashem, the King of Kings, Sha'amar Libesina, he told me in Har Sinai, Anoichi Hashem Lekecha, I am your God, do not serve other gods. The Aldibras, the next part of the Pasig, and I'm going to listen to the utter. That which Hashem uttered concerning serving Avodah Zarah, we know that the first two of the Aserah there was Hashem said himself, and the other eight were said by Moshe. So, what did Hashem say in the second of the Aserah Sadibris? That you should not have any Avodah Zarah in front of me. You should not serve Avodah Zorah. So I am going to listen to Hashem concerning this, and I am not going to serve Avodah Zorah. I'm going to give up my life not to serve Avodah Zorah. And this is Shuas Elohim. This is a Shu of Hashem. What does that refer to? 
that refers to that you should not take a shvu of Hashem in vain. And what shvu are we referring to? The shvu that Klal Yisrael took to keep all the mitzvahs. So I'm ready to do whatever the mortal king of flesh and blood asked me to do, as long as it's not against Avodah Zorah or any time that I'm a chuyiv to give up my life for Hashem. Bidavar Hazeh, so Hananya Mishol Vazai, according to the Girsa of the Korban Ha'eda, which is approximately 15 lines down in the wide column, in the right hand column, Kain Amru Hananya Mishol Vazai, Lenuchadnetzer. This is what Hananya Mishol Vazai, we don't have it in Argomor, but this is how he's going with the Korban Ha'eda. This is what Hananya Mishol Vazai said, Lenuchadnetzer. Bidavar Hazeh, in this thing, Hahu Gavra, and let's go back now to the Gemara. Bedover Azeh, Navoyahu Gavra, it's a bark of that person, referring to the Nebuchadnezzar. Vahahain Kalba Shnein Shavan, the bark of the dog and of you Nebuchadnezzar are equal to each other. Let's see how the Korbanaid explains this part of the Gemara. Vahachi Purusha, that is, now I'm going to tell you the Pshat in these words in the Gemara. Ksiv, it says in Daniel, Anuvamrin, Hanani Mishovazari said, Lemalka Nebuchadnezzar to the king Nebuchadnezzar, Vikashu, and we have a difficulty with this. In Malka, if you're referring to the king, so we know that the king is Nebuchadnezzar. Lama Nebuchadnezzar, why did they say Nebuchadnezzar also? Vim Nebuchadnezzar, and if they were saying Nebuchadnezzar, Lama Malka, why did they say the king also? We know that Nebuchadnezzar was the king. Ella. It must be that this is the pshat. Kach This is what Hanani Mishal Azariah told Nebuchadnezzar. If it's concerning taxes at Melech, then you're the Melech. You're the Malka. The im lavet avodas But if it's the servant of Avodah at v'kalba shavin, you Nebuchadnezzar and a dog are equal. Less at Melech. You are not anymore the Melech. You are Nebuchadnezzar. And using Nebuchadnezzar's name, the beginning of his name, of Nun Beis Vav, so we say that that refers to Nun Beis Vav Aleph, the bark. Then you are not a king anymore to command us to serve Avodah You are like a dog, Shnei and Shavin, just like we don't have to listen to the dog, we're not going to listen to you to serve Avodah There is a limit to when we say Dina de Malchus Adina, not when it comes against our religion, where we are chayiv of Yaroig va'al yavor. And now the Gemara says an cryptic, enigmatic statement that Rabbi Yehuda b'shem Rav, halachik Rabbi Yehuda. Rabbi Yehuda said in the name of Rav that the halach is like the Tana Rabbi Yehuda. So the Korban Eidah says, halachik Rabbi Yehuda demasnisen. We had in our Mishnah that when is a person who deals in schorah of Shemitah, when is he postulated? That's only if he doesn't have any other professional job. But if he is otherwise gainfully employed, as we learned, Lakula, we learned the Pshat either during the six years of Shemitah, even if he doesn't work on the seventh year in any other profession, or during the Shemitah year, the seventh year, he's gainfully employed, either or, then he is not postulated, even though he is doing business with Perishrias. On that, we are saying now, Allah, Rabbi Yehuda. What is difficult with this is that we had this Gemara before 
where the Gemara said, Yudah. why is the Gemara now repeating it? So there are those who learn that actually this last statement is copied from a Gemara in Shvius. And the Gemara here is ending off with what the Gemara in Shvius that we had mentioned that Gemara earlier in, in our learning. The Gemara is ending off that the Allah is like Rabbi Yehuda in that Indian over there, and it really has nothing to do, not like the Korbaneda. It doesn't have to do with our Mishnah, but rather it has to do with the Sugi and Shrias. And it seems that uh, accidentally the Gemara over there is copied over here, but really it has no shyness to our Mishnah. That's how some of the Meforshim explain this. Uh, difficult line in our Yerushalm. Our next Mishnah, Halacha Vav, discusses the Psul of Kurva, of relatives. And a short Hagdama is in order. How do we know the Psul of relatives of Kurva concerning Edus or being a Dayan? We learn it from the Pasuk, which states, La Yumsu Aves Albanim, that fathers will not die because of their sons, and children will not die because of their father. And the Pasuk concludes, each person will die for his own chet. Now, if the beginning of the Pasuk was trying to tell us that a father will not die for the chet of his son or vice versa, then why was the end of the Pasuk necessary? It says it distinctly, Ish each person will die for his own sin. The person will not die for someone else's sin. Therefore, from the beginning of the Pasuk, we learn out the soul of Kurva, that my son cannot be a witness to testify against me when it comes to Dine Nefashis. And we include Dini Mominus as well, and vice versa, that I cannot be an aide or be a dayan against my son. Now, when we speak about the Psul of Kurva, there are different levels. And we will give an example for each level. There is Rishon Berishon, which is two brothers or a father and a son. You're not going through anyone else. So that's called the first level of being a korv, and your korv is also on the first level. Two brothers or a father and a son. Shani b'shani would be my father's brother's son, in other words, cousins. So that's called shani b'shani. Each cousin is related to the other cousin by going through their father and their father's brother, and coming down to their father's brother's son, then they are considered cousins, and that is the psul, since they have to go through somebody else, that's called sheni b'sheni. Second cousins would be shlishi b'shlishi. Rishon b'sheni would be an uncle to his nephew. The uncle is the rishon. The nephew is the sheni, because the uncle has to go through his brother to get to his nephew and a grandfather to a grandson. The son to the grandfather, in other words, the father of the grandson is Rishon Berishon, as we mentioned before. But to get to the grandson, you have to go through the grandfather's son, and therefore it's considered a Shani. So a grandfather to a grandson is Rishon Bersheni. 
vice versa, if you look at it from the nephew's vantage point, so a nephew to an uncle is a Shani Berishan, or a grandson to a grandfather is a Shani Berishan. And then we have Rishan Bishlishi or Shlishi Berishan. For example, a great-grandfather to his great-grandson, since you're going through the grandson and you're coming to the great-grandson, so that makes it a shlishi. So if you look at it from the vantage point of the great-grandfather, that's Rishan Bishlishi. If you look at it from the vantage point of the great-grandson, so his relationship to his great-grandfather is called Shlishi Berishan. And now we will see various examples of these different stages in our Mishnah and the psulim of Kurva that our Mishnah lists. Begins the Mishnah of Elohim Akroivim. These are the relatives that are possible to say Edis or to be a Dayan. The first one is Achiv, his brother. And as we mentioned before, this is considered Rishon Berishon. Vachi Aviv and his uncle, his father's brother, or Achi Imoy, his mother's brother, in both of these cases, looking at it from the perspective of the uncle to the nephew, it's considered Rishan Bishani. Since in order to get to the uncle, they have to go through the father, so that's already called a Shani. So the uncle is called the Rishon, and to his nephew, it's a Shani, both paternal and maternal, both Achi Aviv and Achi Imoy. The next case that is possible is Baal Achoisoy, the husband of his sister. Here we get into the Indian of marriage. So the Baal, we have a din that Ishtoy Kegufoy, and Baal Keishtoy, that that's considered one unit, and whatever the spouse's relationship is, the other spouse has the same relationship. And therefore, Baal Achoisoy, the husband of his sister, in other words, his brother-in-law, that's considered Rishon Berishon, since we have the rule of Baal Ishtoi, and this is the husband of the sister. So the person's sister's husband has the same din as the sister. So my sister and I are both Rishon's, so my sister's husband has the din of a Rishon as well. The husband of my father's sister or the husband of my mother's sister. These are my aunts, and their husbands have a din like the aunt. Just like the aunt has a din of Rishon Lashani, as we mentioned before, to their nephew, they have to go through the father, and therefore it's Rishon Lashani. So their husbands, whether it's paternal or maternal, have a din of Rishon Lashani, the Chamav, and his father-in-law, his wife's father. So just like his wife has a din of Rishon Berishon to her father, and now we have a rule of Ishtoi Kegufoi, Baal Ishtoi. So therefore he gets the same status as his wife. So a son-in-law to a father-in-law is considered Rishon Berishon. Vagisoi, and his brother-in-law. And here the brother-in-law is his wife's sister's husband. So his wife's sister's husband is considered a Risha and Berisha because my wife and her sister, 
to their father, Arishon Barisha. And since we have a rule that Balke Ishtoi, so my brother-in-law, who is married to my wife's sister, has the same din as my sister, and therefore it's considered a Rishon L'Rishon. The Chiddush over here is that even though we're saying Balke Ishtoi twice, because I am a Rishon like my wife, and my brother-in-law is also Baal to his Ishtoi, to my wife's sister. And here it teaches us that we say Baal ki Ishtoi twice, and therefore it's a din of Rishon Berishon, and therefore it is possible Laedis and to Dayodis. And not only are they possible, but the Mishnah says, Hain, Ubenayan, their sons, Vichasneim, and their sons-in-law are possible as well. Vichorgoi Levadoi. But my wife's son, my stepson, he is possible to me, to his stepfather, but his sons and their sons-in-law are not possible. Amr Rabbi Yaisi said, Rabbi Yaisi, Zu Mishnah Rabbi Akiva. This is the Mishnah of Rabbi Akiva. Avo Mishnah Rishonim, but there was an earlier Mishnah, disagreed with this first part of the Mishnah, which was Rabbi Akiva's Mishnah. And they only prohibited doi doi ben doi doi. They only prohibited an uncle and an uncle's son, my cousin, my father's brother's son. That is possible to me. And everyone who is able to have a Yerusha. In other words, this is the main criterion that whoever can yarshin me, which is always paternal, through the father and not through the mother, that is the one that's possible for kurva, according to the Mishnah Rishayna. So therefore, through the mother, it would not be possible. It would only be possible through the father. And then we have another halacha, which the first Mishnah says, Whoever is related to me, when the Adis was said or when the Psak was done by the Dayan, that's the one who's possible. But kosher. But if before the Adis was seen and brought to Besdin, or before the Psak was given, there was a split in the Korva. For example, a father in law and a son in law, and the wife was Nifter. So now I am no longer related to the father-in-law because the whole relationship was through the wife and she is deceased now. So that's what the Mishnah says. It's only your apostle if you were related at the time of giving the Adis or at the time of the Psak Din. But if the wife died and now the son-in-law is no longer considered related to the father-in-law, so he's not a Korv, and then he may testify or paskin concerning his father-in-law. Rabbi Yehuda, Rabbi Yehuda says, and Rabbi Yehuda seems to disagree because he says there's another Indian that we have to be aware of. Even if the father-in-law's daughter died, in other words, the wife of the son-in-law died, and the son-in-law has sons from his deceased wife, that is still considered that he has a relationship with his father-in-law, and therefore he would still be puzzle because of these children. Begins the Gemara as we turn to Dafka follow from the days. 
And the Gemara has an immediate question. Since we learned the Psul in the Mishnah of Achiv, why do we have to learn the uncle, the, my father's brother? Let us look at the Korban Eidah, how he explains this Kasha. In the left hand column, the first line, since it learned the Psul of Achim. And we learned later in the Mishnah that the whole list of Psulim, it's not only them, but it's also their children and their sons-in-law. So we have already in the Mishnah a brother and his son. So why did the Mishnah have to repeat my father's brother, my uncle, that he's possible to me? That's obvious. My brother is puzzled to me just like I am puzzled to him because he's my brother, just like I am his brother. And now you tell me, my brother's son, the mission is saying, is puzzled to me. My nephew is puzzled to me. And it's reciprocal. If my nephew is puzzled to me, then I, as the uncle, am puzzled to him. I am his father's brother. So if my nephew, my brother's son, is puzzled to me, then I, being his father's brother, I am puzzled to him. So why does that have to mention again? This is the Gemara's Kasha. Back to the Gemara, Loimar to teach us that the son and the son-in-law's son-in-law. So the way the Mephorshim learned here, there seemed to be two chedushim. We learned in the Mishnah that Chorgoi, his stepson, is only himself puzzled. But the stepson's sons or sons-in-law, since the psul of Chorgoi is not such a close relationship, it's my wife's son, my stepson, so we only puzzle himself and not his sons or sons-in-law. So if it wouldn't have a list of Kroivim mentioned in the Mishnah, if we would figure out Achi Oviv from Achu B'noi, we would say that Achi Oviv is not included in this list. Maybe Achi Oviv is like Chorgoi, that only he himself is puzzled, but not his sons or sons-in-law. So therefore it has to mention Achi Oviv. That's one Kiddush. The second Kiddush is that not only, like the Mishnah said, the Benayan and the Chasnayan, the sons and the sons-in-law, but even the sons-in-law's sons-in-law, they are also puzzled. To me, my uncle's son is a cousin, first cousin. The son-in-law also is a first cousin because Ishta Kigufoy, Baal Kiisha, the Baal has the same din as the wife, as the daughter. The daughter is a Rishan Larishan, so her husband is also a Rishan Larishan. And to me, it's a Shani Bashani, because we have to go through the father's brother. So it's a Shani Bashani. So and the son-in-law would also be a Shani Bashani. Now the Khidish is that the son-in-law's son-in-law is is a shlishi, he's another generation. To me, it's a shlishi b'sheni, and that he is also puzzled. So those are like two chedushim that we get out of the fact that the achi aviv is mentioned in the Mishnah. He's part of the list, and not only is the son-in-law puzzled, 
but even the son-in-law, son-in-law is also possible. Continues the Gemara, Achiyaviv, the Mishnah said that my uncle is possible to me and I to him, my father's brother. But then it also says my mother's brother asked the Gemara, Mekivim did not mean Achiyaviv, since we learned in the Mishnah. The brother of my father, my tzurchel, misne yachim, or why does it have to say, my mother's brother, let us see the Pnei Moshe, around ten lines down, divir mastel, mekiv, and detanin, and achi, aviv, lamur, the misne yachimoy. So maybe the Pnei Moshe is trying to answer a question that we could ask. Maybe it's to tell us that it has nothing to do with Yerusha. Because we learned that the Mishnah Rishina says that it's dependent on who can inherit me, which is only paternal, only through the father. So maybe the Mishnah is saying, that even though it's maternal, and there is no Yerusha through the mother, but this will also be possible. So the Pnei Marsh explains that I don't need to say to learn this from the Mishnah. Why? It just says a brother. Ubein so included in that is a brother through the father or a brother through the mother, because it just says a brother. Either way, once the Mishnah said and it doesn't make a difference whether it's through the father or the mother, so Yerusha is not a consideration. So the Gemara is asking if it says so we would know that is included. Why does it have to say as well? Back to the Gemara. The Gemara gives the same tarots that it gave before. Loimer, It wants to tell us that a chi'imoy is part of the list. And on this list, it's not like Chorgoy, like a stepson, where b'nei and v'chasnein are not included, but rather they are included. So it teaches us that chiddish. And it teaches us also that the sons-in-law of the sons-in-law are also included, just like we had in the Gemara before. Continues the Gemara, uh, and actually, the Gemara is not going to go on the words that it brings here at the beginning, his mother's brother, but rather it's going to go on the next words of the Mishnah, the husband of his sister. So the Gemara asks, since it's written in the Mishnah, the husband of his sister why does it have to say his father's sister's husband, his aunt's husband? The Chiddush of Bala Choysoi is that Baal Ke'ishtoi, that he has the same status as his wife, and someone's sister is a Rishon Berishon. So the husband would also have the status of Rishon Berishon. So we, it taught us already the soul of Kurva through marriage. So why does it have to teach it to us again when it comes to the husband of the father's sister? She's an aunt. So she, to her nephew, would be a Rishon Lashani, and her husband would have the same status. And that Chiddush we already learned in Bala Why repeat it in Bala Aviv? And the Gemara gives the same tarots that it gave before. Loimar, that this soul of Bala Aviv is part of the list, and therefore it's included in that they are all apostle, including the chasen of the chasen, and they are not 
like the hard way. Continues the Gemara in the next part of the mission. Abal Achois Aviv, the father's sister's husband, Mekim Tatanin Abal Achois Aviv, since you already told me that the father's sister's husband is a psal of kurva, then why do you have to tell me the same thing by the mother's sister's husband? And if you're going to say to teach us there's no difference whether it's paternal or maternal, and there's no difference whether there is Yerusha or there's no Yerusha, but that we already, the Pnei Moshe told us, that is included in Achiv. By a brother, there's no difference, the Mishnah says, between paternal and maternal. So that Chiddush I already know from Achiv. I don't need Baal Achois Imoy to teach us this. Sigamor gives the same tarot as he gave before, that this is considered Baal Achois Imoy part of the list. It's not like Chorgoy and Loimar, but Noi V'chassan, Noi Shalchassan, that they are also... Pasul Eidis, Baal Achois Imoy is part of the list that includes the Noi V'chas Noi Shalchas. Continues the Gemara, and the Corbinator tells us that we're not Goyrus here, Baal Achois Imoy, but rather it's going on the part of the Mishnah of Baal Achoisoy. And we learned in the Mishnah that my sister's son-in-law is Pasul so the Gemara doesn't understand that. We learned that only my stepson is possible, would seem to be that his spouse is kosher. Now, his spouse is a woman, so the Gemara here does not go in a case where it's my wife's son and his wife, but rather it goes on my wife's daughter and her husband. So it would seem from the Mishnah that it says that So of course the sons and sons-in-law are not included. Now we're asking about the spouse. And we're speaking about the daughter's husband, my stepdaughter's husband. So it would seem from the Mishnah that the only one that's possible is my stepson or my stepdaughter. But their spouses would be kosher. And the Gemara doesn't understand that, as Rav now explains. Rav Omar, Im Hassan, and here we're here is not Chamoisoy, but Im Hassan Achoisoy. If my sister's son in law is Osir, he's Pasol. So Baal Chorgosoy, like Hoshchein. Here we see the Gemara speaking about Chorgosoy, the stepdaughter, the husband of my stepdaughter, which is my wife's son in law, like Hoshchein for sure should be possible for Aedis, because this is my wife. There's a closer relationship to the wife than to the sister. So that's, Rav is explaining the question here. We're going on the part of the Mishnah of Baal HaChoysoy, and we're saying that my sister's son-in-law is possible. And yet, it seems from the Mishnah that my wife's son-in-law would be kosher. How could that be? If my sister's son-in-law is possible, then my wife's son-in-law should certainly be possible. And the Gemara answers, you're right. Tiftu will have to explain the Mishnah, that she has sons and sons-in-law from her son-in-law. And when does it say that it's only the son-in-law or daughter-in-law who are it's not going on their spouses. Their spouses are also possible because we have a Kavachaymer. 
if the sister's son-in-law is possible, then certainly the wife's son-in-law is possible. But what is the exemption? The exemption is on their sons-in-law and sons. They are not included. So it comes out that the stepdaughter, the stepson, and their spouses, all of them are apostle for Adis and Dionys. It's only their children and their sons-in-law that have the exemption, and they are kosher. Continues the Gemara, explaining the Mishnah, which stated, Agisoi, that my wife's sister's husband, my brother-in-law, he is postulatus to me. And we learned now two contradictory Bryces. Even though in the Mishnah we learned that his sons and sons-in-law are also apostle, but in the Bryces we have a stira is Tanoi Tani. There were teachers of Bryces who learned Yeshle Bonam Vachasanim that I am related to his sons and sons-in-law, and they are apostle Laedis and Dayonis to me, the Istan And there were some teachers of Bryces who taught, that there is no Isser of his sons and sons-in-law to say Aedis or to Paskanadin to me. So we have a stira. How do we answer this stira? Mandamar is Mimena. The one who says that my brother-in-law's sons and sons-in-law are apostle to me, that's when he had children from my wife's sister. So they are apostle to me. But mandamar ain't like bonam chasanem The bride that says that there is no soul of my brother-in-law's sons or sons-in-law, that's speaking about when he had from a different wife, memela to my Wife, sister, they're only stepchildren, and those stepchildren are not usher to me. They're not considered relatives to me. Continues the Gemara, Rav Nafek, Lemisri Mashkin, Rav Rav went to a tannery, Lemisri Mashkin, to soak hides for his uncle, who was called Rabchia, Rav, the great Rabchia. Of Asr, he went through, he passed through a certain place, he found Rabbi Yoichan, Yasu sitting, and he was asking the following question, Taninan, we learned in the Mishnah, that the stepson himself is apostle, but not his sons or his sons-in-law. What about his spouse? Aishas Chorgoimau, what's the din with the wife of the stepson? Or Baal Chorgosoy, what's the din with the husband of the stepdaughter Mahu? So Rav answered, that the spouses are considered like one unit with their spouse, so therefore the wife of a stepson is possible. And the husband of a stepdaughter is possible. The Kamas, and this is what the halacha was established that Aishas Chorgoy Kechorgoy, the wife of a stepson, is like the stepson and she is possible. And the husband of a stepdaughter is like the daughter and he is possible just like she is. So when the Mishnah said Chorgolavade, he was referring to the sons and sons in law but not to the spouses. The spouses are possible, Aedis and Dayan is just like their spouses themselves.